church say amen. I want to call your attention to the second book of the Bible, 17th chapter. I want to lift verses 8 through 15. Exodus chapter 17, verses 8 through 15. If you're physically able, please stand out of reverence for the reading of God's word. The word of God reads as follows, the Amalekites came and attacked the Israelites at Rephidim. Moses said to Joshua, choose some of our men and go out to fight the Amalekites. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the staff of God in my hands. So Joshua fought the Amalekites as Moses had ordered, and Moses, Aaron, and her went to the top of the hill. As long as Moses held up his hands, the Israelites were winning, but whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites were winning. When Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. Aaron and Hur held his hands up, one on one side, one on the other, so that his hands remained steady till sunset. So Joshua overcame the Amalekite army with the sword, sword. Then the Lord said to Moses, write this on the scroll as something to be remembered and make sure that Joshua hears it because I will completely blot out the name of Amalek from under heaven. Moses built an altar and called it, the Lord is my banner. He said, because hands were lifted up against the throne of the Lord, the Lord will be at war against the Amalekites from generation to generation. Amen. Last Sunday, I kicked off a preaching series that will take us through the end of November entitled Verses. Last week, the verses was irresistible versus repellent. Today, the verses is support versus sabotage. This is not Jodeci versus Blackstreet. This is not Jay Hood versus Mariah. It's not Patty versus Gladys nor is this Maxwell versus D'Angelo. But this is support versus sabotage. Lord, bless your word. Bless your preacher. Consecrate, anoint, endow as only you can. Let your word do its work. Use this imperfect vessel to be your mouthpiece. Your words, my mouth. In Jesus' name, amen. Support versus sabotage. 
the age-old adage is true. If it ain't one thing, then it's another. If it ain't one thing, then it is another. If it's not a shooting in a school, then it is domestic terrorism under the guise of patriotism. If it ain't one thing, then it's another. If it's not a labor shortage that is impacting the local, national, and global economy, then it is the undermining of democracy by people in power who are seeking to suppress our inalienable rights to vote and participate in the political process. If it ain't one thing, then it's another. If it's not them trying to kill us, then it's us being bamboozled to kill ourselves. If it ain't one thing, then it's another. If it's not fickle so-called friends, then it's frustration with family that are unreliable and undependable. If it ain't one thing, then it's another. If it's not an unexplained illness that has come out of nowhere, then it's uncertainty about when we will establish a new normal in our world. If it ain't one thing, then it's another. If it's not trying to find a replacement for people who are competent, committed, and consecrated, then it is the frustration to see seemingly dreams become nightmares or dreams that are proverbially deferred. If it ain't one thing, then it's another. Who, under the sound of my voice on this Sunday morning, can identify with the truth of this age-old adage, if it ain't one thing in your life, then it's another thing in your life. According to this Old Testament text, we find the truism of this age-old adage in the life of Moses, Joshua, Aaron, her, and the people of Israel. As Moses is leading the people of God out of Egypt towards the land of Canaan, it seems that they are experiencing one challenge, one 
difficulty after another. If it's not them fussing internally about who is going to do what, then it is them facing adverse difficulty from outside external enemies. According to this text, they are not dealing with internal fighting, but rather they are wrestling and dealing with an external enemy called the Amalekites. Without warning, the Amalekites emerge and attack Moses and the people of Israel. I don't know about you, Watch Chapel, but it seems to be sometimes the enemy attacks without warning. Without warning, you experience difficulty. Without warning, your heart is broken. Without warning, someone you love tells you they don't love you anymore. Without warning, the car that was reliable and safe is now unreliable and unsafe. Without warning, the person who was dependable and reliable is no longer dependable or reliable. Without warning, job where you have invested your best and your good energy says that you are no longer necessary. Sometimes challenges in life emerge without warning. For the people of Israel, without warning, the Amalekite army attacks them. And as the Amalekite army attacks Israel on their way to Canaan, it is significant that while the Amalekite army attacks Israel, Moses, the principal leader of Israel, Joshua, Aaron, Hur, and the rest of the Israeli army, as they are traveling towards Canaan, do not yield to the temptation to fight one another, but they are willing to engaged in a consecrated crew to support one another in the midst of enemy attack. When the enemy attacks, sometimes we yield to the temptation to fight internally and wonder who's going to do what or why this is happening. But it is significant to note that Moses, Aaron, Hur, Joshua do not sabotage one another, but rather they support one another. And I preach this message, Watch Chapel, to rally, encourage the people of God so we might be in the business of not descending into the demonic destructive habit of self-sabotage or sabotaging one another, but engage rather in the consecrated holy habit of supporting one another when the enemy attacks. I wish I had some help on this Sunday morning. As they are progressing towards Canaan, notice Moses, the leader, Joshua, Aaron, and Hur, 
all engaged in dialogue, Moses goes to the top of the mountain and begins to pray. Aaron and Hur are on the right and left of him. Joshua takes the Israeli army and they do battle against the Amalekites in the valley. While Moses' hands are lifted, the people of God are victorious against the Amalekite army. When Moses grows tired, help me preach this, Watch Chapel, the Amalekite army overtakes them. When Israel is working together, supporting one another, there is victory. When there is a lag, there is defeat. And maybe black folk in America need to hear this message about how we are to support one another lest the enemy steal, kill, and destroy. Maybe some couple needs to hear this sermon lest the enemy develop a foothold in your marriage to steal, kill, and destroy. Maybe some family, mama, daddy, big mama, baby girl, baby boy, needs to hear this message, lest the enemy steal, kill, and destroy. Unless we support one another, we are vulnerable to sabotage. And maybe Moses, Joshua, Aaron, and her overcome the Amalekite army, experience victory because they do not sabotage Moses. Joshua and her do not sabotage one another. Her does not sabotage Moses, but they come together and support one another. Consequently, there is victory and they overcome because support or to trump sabotage. Preach this, Harry. And maybe we need to hear this message in the body of Christ called church. Maybe if we supported one another, there would be more victory in the body of Christ called church. Maybe if we made up in our mind that we were going to be supportive members of the body of Christ called church, the pastor would preach better and serve better and have more verve. Maybe if we made up in our mind we were going to be supportive, that the choir would sing better, we would serve better, our territory would be expanded, our light would shine brighter, we would be more salty, more souls could and would be safe. Maybe if we made up in our mind to be supportive, While nobody will raise their hand or raise their mouth to say, I'm going to be a sabotage artist, I've been pastoring and preaching long enough to know that while we ought to be supportive in the body of Christ called church, while black folk in these United States, 12% of the population can't afford to sabotage one another, amen somebody, we sometimes yield to the demonic temptation to sabotage and not support. Can I preach this? Sabotage. Wanting something for nothing and cussing and fussing when I don't get what I want. 
sabotage, inattentiveness, and inactivity, but want the world at my shoulders. Sabotage, abuse, and undermining. Sabotage, second-guessing, and Monday morning quarterbacking from the back seat of the choir stand. Sabotage. Backseat driving, envy, jealous, hateration, sabotage. Crabs in a barrel driving the car from the backseat, sabotage. Point a finger but won't extend a helping hand, sabotage. Won't be a positive cheerleader from the amen corner, but will spew negativity and venom, sabotage. Y'all don't hear what I'm talking about. Sometimes we won't serve, but we'll point a finger. We will accuse. We won't help. We won't assist. Sabotage. But as we read this, New Test this Old Testament text, Moses, Israel, Joshua, the people of God, do not sabotage, but consequently experience victory because they support one another and are willing to support Moses as the principal leader of Israel. What does this text teach us about how we ought to support one another? Can I preach this? Watch Apple. They, they, they support one another. Because they are a positive presence. Oh, help me preach this. If you, if you slow, read it with me. Amen. Aaron and her don't say anything. But as Moses goes to the top of the mountain, Moses is praying. I'm going to get to Moses in a minute. But as Moses has his hands lifted, Aaron and her, can I preach this? Uh, Curtis and Sam, can I preach this? Uh, 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 Charles and Gene, one on the right, one on the left, are keeping his hands lifted and providing a positive presence while his hands are lifted. Sometimes, watch chapel, I ain't going to preach too long. This ain't too theologically deep, but it is spiritually profound. Sometimes the best support we can give one to another is a positive presence. Notice as we read this text, Aaron and her are not dialoguing. There is no conversation. There is no exchange. Maybe they are talking in my sanctified imagination while Moses has his hands lifted. They are dialoguing to and with Moses because they realize if Moses does not keep his hands lifted, they are all vulnerable. In my sanctified imagination, I can hear them. Man, keep your hands up. We here with you. We ain't going to let you fail. We got your back. I'm, with the, I'm here at your right. He's here at your left. We, we ain't going to let nothing happen to you. We, we, if we got to stay here all day and all night, we're going to be here with you. They, they are providing a positive presence, and maybe that's what we need to be one to another. 
Maybe when somebody is doing something, we ought to be a positive presence. When somebody is trying, we ought to be a positive presence. When somebody's making their way to college, we ought to be a positive presence. When somebody's coming to God's house, we ought to be a positive presence. When somebody's trying to do something they've never done before, we ought to be a positive presence. Maybe our job is to be a positive presence. Everybody can't do the same thing, but everybody can be a positive presence. I, I, I have a friend, I have a friend, he and his wife live in two different cities, distant lover, amen, Marv, come on Marvin, amen, and, 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 and they, they see each other about two weeks out of the month, and yeah, uh-huh. And uh, uh, he pastors in a city in the Midwest, and she lives in a city in the South. And um, what I discovered about my friend and brother, he says, man, I preach better when I see her face. Amen. Amen. I'm, I'm wondering. I said, I know Zoom. I know WebEx. I, I mean, what, what you do on Sunday morning? Unbeknownst to me, I, I, I preached for him last month. And when I walked into the sanctuary, I saw the genius of my friend. Amen. Like my wife is right there. He got a big poster <laughs> of his wife on the second row. His wife, his mama, y'all ain't talking to me, and his friend. They are not physically there, but they provide ape, and they are smiling. A big life-size picture, y'all ain't talking to me, of his good thing. And he said, man, I preach real good when I look at her. Because everybody ain't saying amen. Everybody ain't smiling. But I can look to my right and I can get a good word because I got a positive presence. And maybe that's what we need to be to somebody. A positive, uplifting presence. Uh, a positive presence. Not just a positive presence to provide support. But we provide support when we partner in prayer. Moses is, as Reverend Dr. Moses, who's called by God, Moses' job is to lead but also to pray. And as Moses prays, watch chapel, there is victory. And maybe somebody needs to hear that word on this Sunday morning, our Victory is connected to our prayerfulness. Victory is just not connected to how fine you are. Victory is not connected to how handsome you are, brothers. Victory is not merely connected to our income, what's in front of our name or behind our name. But I wish I had 150 folk who knew that sometimes victory is not in the external stuff. Not the stuff we see, but in the intangible, invisible prayerfulness that God gives us victory as we pray. Maybe we take unnecessary L's because we are prayerless when we ought to be prayerful. 
Moses, the people lose and begin to experience defeat when his arms get tired, when his arms come down. Lifted arms are a symbol of a posture of prayer. As his hands are lifted, the people experience victory, but as his hands come down, they experience defeat. When his hands are lifted, it ain't too deep, y'all, but it is powerful because they support one another, not just by their positive presence, but they partner in prayer. There's some power in intercession. Intercession is just a fancy word for praying for somebody. And I've lived long enough to know if we ain't praying for folk, folk will get prayed upon. P-R-A-Y versus P-R-E-Y. The devil wants to steal, kill, and destroy. Spiritual warfare is real. The devil is real. Like God sees your potential, your possibilities. The devil sees your potential and possibilities. And the devil will do anything the devil can to steal, kill, destroy, gain a foothold in your life to quench God from doing what God wants to do in your life. If the devil can weasel his way into your mind and get you to thinking crazy and talking crazy and believing you are less than, then the devil will do anything in his power to divide, to conquer, to discourage, to deceive and defeat. But Moses prays, y'all ain't talking to me, while the Amalekites are trying to fight against Israel. And as long as Moses prays, there is victory. That's the word for somebody right now. As long as I pray, there will be victory. As long as I pray, God can deliver and keep my marriage. As long as I pray, God can keep my mind in perfect peace. As long as I pray, God will keep some people drug-free and out of prison and out of the industry. As long as I pray, God can turn some stuff around. As long as I pray, I'm giving God room to do what only God can do. As long as I pray, God can expand our territory and fill the church. As long as I pray, God can influence, God can deliver, God can set free. As long as I pray, I'm giving God an opportunity to get involved, influence, and do what only God can do. They support one another. Positive presence. They support one another because they partner in prayer. They, they, they support one another because everybody plays their part. Everybody plays their part. Moses is on the mountain. Aaron and her are at the right and left. Joshua and an anonymous army of thousands upon thousands are doing battle in the valley. Everybody plays their part. 
There are no spare parts in God's kingdom. Everybody has a part to play. Let me preach this the way the Holy Spirit gives it to me. Make sure we are playing the part God has assigned us. Every, uh-huh. Everybody can't do what everybody else can do. Everybody ain't called to do what everybody else is called to do. But everybody is called to do something. Once I discover my unique God-called giftedness, I ought to play my position. Oh, can I preach this? I have a friend who I see probably about once a week. We're not really friends. I, I know his name, but I, he is differently abled. Differently abled. But I, I, I admire this brother. Works at the Harris Teeter right on Tryon. And, and his job, by his own admission, is to keep the carts clean. Come on, talk to me. And we, whenever we see each other, hey, man, hey, man, how you doing? And I faithfully, with a smile on his face, with enthusiasm, gets the carts, brings them back and forth so no carts hit our cars. Y'all ain't talking to me. Makes sure the carts are cleaned and make sure the carts are where they belong with joy, yes, sir, enthusiasm, and cheer. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. He, he ain't the CEO. He ain't the COO. He ain't the general manager. But he plays his position with cheer, with enthusiasm, and with a smile on his face. Y'all ain't talking to me. It might seem inconsequential. It might seem insignificant. But let a grocery cart hit your car or my car. We're going to turn the doggone Tryon Road out. Lest this brother doesn't do his job. Y'all ain't talking to me. But because he plays his position and does it with joy, enthusiasm, and cheer, there's somebody who hadn't had to call Allstate, hadn't had to call State Farm, hadn't had to call Choice Insurance, because this brother plays his part and does it with cheer and enthusiasm. All I'm trying to tell somebody is play your position. Amen, somebody. You can't preach like Paul, but you can serve with a smile. You can't sing like Mahalia, but you can usher with enthusiasm. You can't teach like the next person can, but you can play your position. If you play your position, we all win because if Moses does what he's supposed to do, and Aaron and her do what they're supposed to do, and Joshua and the army do what they're supposed to do, Israel wins the battle. 
battle. And notice when they all played their position, the text says that Israel beat the Amalekite army and the Amalekites were defeated because everybody played their position. Sabotage versus support. Because everybody did what they were called to do, Israel had a testimony that the Lord is our banner. Let me close right now. Somebody missed the exit ramp right now. When you do your job, when Moses does what he's supposed to do, when they provide a positive presence, when they partner in prayer, when you play your position, there's a reason to praise. They praise because of the victory that God has wrought in their lives. Anybody have a reason to praise? on a Sunday morning. Let me see if I can make it plain for somebody. They were able to praise because they prevailed. Let me run it by somebody again. They were able to praise because they prevailed. What has God allowed you to prevail over? I once was sick, but now I'm healed. I prevailed. What are you overcoming in your life right now? I had anxiety, but now I got peace of mind. I was lost, but now I'm found. I was suicidal, but now I keep on living. I was discouraged, but now I'm encouraged. I said I got a reason to praise the Lord. I'm praising because I prevailed. I said I'm praising because I prevailed. I didn't lose, I didn't take it out, I ain't on the backside, but I'm prevailing. And because I'm prevailing, I'm praising. Anybody gonna praise with me? Are you prevailing over sickness? You prevailing over depression? You prevailing over discouragement? You prevailing over anxiety? Prevailing over fear? Prevailing over unemployment? I'm praising. Because I prevailed. I said I prevailed. I got victory. I got victory. What could, what could we do if we supported one another? I mean, what could we do? if we supported one another. I got a book that a friend of mine bought for me, Post-Traumatic Slave Syndrome. Post-Traumatic Slave Syndrome. Talking about us. Divide and conquer. I don't want her to have a Benz. I don't want him to drive a Tesla. I don't want him to have more than me. I don't want that family to have more than my family. If I think they got a little bit more, who she thinks she is. I remember went post-traumatic
He thinks he's somebody. Sabotage. Taught to hate one another. Taught to hate ourselves. 16, 19 ain't that long ago. Sometimes it just needs to be a detoxification of the mind so we don't sabotage, but we learn how to support one another. I'm going to support him because I want to see him do well. I ain't the superintendent, but I want to see him do well. Ain't my child, but I want to see her do well. I taught that little girl in Sunday school. I want to see her do well. It ain't my church, but I want to see that church do well. I want to see, if we, want to, if we don't want to see each other win, there's something wrong with us. Why would you not want to see Moses do well? That's your pastor. Why would you want to see Aaron lose on the battle? He's fighting for you. Why would I want to see somebody on drugs? So I can talk about them and feel good about me? If I don't want to see other folk win, it says everything about me, not them. We shouldn't want to see each other do bad. We shouldn't want to see each other addicted, depressed, discouraged, unemployed, flunking out, unemployable. We got to do better as a people. And this ain't just a black thing. This is anybody. We, want, we, we should want to see each other shine, prosper, flourish. Some stuff you just can't say around me. Just can't say it. No. If you ain't going to help, just be quiet. She doing the best she can. If we ain't going to help her, we ain't going to hurt her. Stand to your feet. There's somebody right now. My sister, my brother, you may be here. We want, it, we want you to win. We're we going to build you up. You know, there's some folk who are blockers. Blessing blockers. Let me qualify that, yeah. They don't want to see God work in your life. They don't want to see God do what God wants to do in your life. We got to be builders. Am I a builder or a blocker? Do I support or do I sabotage? Do I help or do I hurt? Do I build up, do I tear down? Who am I? My sister, my brother, if you're not saved, we want to lead you to Christ. If you're saved but don't have a church home, 
We want you to be a part of a church that wants to see you win. We want to see you win in every area of your life. We want God to work in your life in such a way that there's a perpetual smile on your face. I want you to be your best self. If you're here, I want you to raise your hand. If you're here, you want to be a part of the Watch Chapel Missionary Baptist Church family. Raise your hand wherever you are. If you are worshiping with us virtually, we want you to go to the Contact Us tab and join the Watch Chapel Missionary Baptist Church family. Go to God in prayer with me now. God, put this on my heart. Lord, touch our hearts, minds, spirits. Deliver us from jealousy. Deliver us from envy. Deliver us from low self-esteem. Deliver us from insecurity. Deliver us from generational patterns of behavior. where we don't want to see other people do well. Work on our hearts, minds, spirits. Mature us, grow us, deliver us from any and everything that is not helpful, that is not upstanding, that is not holy, that doesn't want to see other people flourish, prosper, and do well. Teach us to become builders, not blockers. Life speakers, not death speakers. Supporters, not sabotage artists. Encouragers, not discouragers. Lovers, not haters. Make us a church that is radically supportive. Holy Spirit, fill us. Remove the spirit of envy. Remove the spirit of jealousy. Remove the spirit of hateration. Remove the spirit of gossip. Remove the spirit of negativity. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, let the church say amen. Amen. Watch Chapel as our choir prepares to come. We want to thank you for your faithfulness in giving. Thank you for your faithfulness in giving. Those who are physically here, those who are worshiping virtually, you can continue to give through PayPal, text to give, WCMBC73256. PayPal, watchchapel.org, cash app, dollar sign, watchchapel. Please include your full name. And you can mail your tithe and your offering, 3703 Tryon Road, Raleigh, North Carolina, 27606. May God bless you real good. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Our choir is coming. As they sing, stand, and then we can exit. Amen? Amen. What a word. We're supporters, not saboteurs. 
We're builders, not blockers. All because of who he is in our life. He is our strength and our support. Come on. Let's all sing as we leave. You are my strength. You are my strength. Come on. Strength like no other. Strength like no other. Strength like no other.
morning. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. We are shouting out our family and friends all across the world. We are shouting out the West Coast, shouting out the Midwest, shouting out the Deep South, shouting out the Mid-Atlantic region, shouting out the DMV, shouting out all 100 counties in the state of North Carolina. Let us know where you're tuning in from on this second Sunday in the month of October. Parents, we want you to join our children and youth ministry for virtual children's church and children's nursery today from 11.30 a.m. to 12 noon. Parents, please log in your children through the children and youth webpage on our website. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. 